0: right? Almost everybody's there. So now that you have that in your hand, I'm sure that there are some of you that have some kind of a prayer request this week. So, um, one of the things that we like to uh, do here at New Song is pray for each other. And, um, so I would just encourage you to fill that card out. Um, now that it's in your hand, it's super easy to do. <laughs> um, if you, uh, but if you fill that out and you can put it in the box at the back uh, on your way out, um, that's just an opportunity for our uh, staff and our prayer teams here to, um, to lift, lift up those requests um, uh, during the week. Um, that's, you know, that's something that we're told to do in Scripture, that when we make our request known to God, um, he hears those requests, um, and uh, that's, uh, that's really uh, an aspect of what we, what we do here. It's a, a form of worship here that we participate in together.
1: Well, if you notice that the back two sections are sans children this morning, that's because our middle school and high schoolers are at winter camp. Yeah. Yes. They went up Friday. There they are. Good-looking bunch of people. We had 20 students and four leaders. There they are in the snow. Super fun. Yep. One guy, one guy went to camp. <laughs> but he's having a really good time. And two counselors for that And two one counselors ca- one to keep Josh boy. Anderson yeah. in line, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, they're having a great time. Um, so something that you can maybe write on that prayer card. We need to remember to pray for our students at camp that they connect with God this weekend, that they connect with each other. Um, So really remember to keep all of those 20 students and four leaders, uh, four leaders for sure, um, in your prayers. And you know, Stephen, our youth pastor, is celebrating his birthday up there today. So happy birthday to him. Yes, that's right. Uh, Let's see, oh, okay. This question is for the women. Are you ready? Who is tired of what they make for dinner? Anyone? Anyone? Do you need new I'm not ideas? I'm tired of
0: what you make for dinner. <laughs> I like it.
1: But I'm tired of making it
0: okay. oh, for fair. dinner.
1: No, that's a whole other issue. Um, no, he does cook a lot. He does a lot of the, like, he's good. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but this event's only for the women. You can grill a burger. You can grill a good burger. Anyways, uh, if you're tired of what you make and you need new ideas, ladies, you need to come to our foodie night on February 28th, Wednesday night, 6.30 to 8. What you'll do is you will make, I'm sorry, I just asked if you're tired making stuff. Okay, ignore that you're going to make your favorite dish that you love, and you're going to bring a recipe for that dish. Now, if your favorite thing that you make is Kung Pao chicken from Trader Joe's, <laughs> shameless plug, bring that and tell us where you got it. Um, or if you don't have any time to do anything, but you can her to bring a recipe, just bring a recipe. And we're going to, eat food and we're going to find out how you made it or where you bought it and we're going to leave with some really good ideas. So you do not want to miss it. This is for middle school and up. So if you have a student, make them make something. A fried egg. I don't know. Anyways, it'll be super fun.
0: What are you doing? (laughs) What? Did did you just double-dip that chip? Excuse me? You double-dipped the chip. Double-dipped? What what, what are you talking about? You dipped the chip, you took a bite, and you dipped again. (laughs) So? That's like putting your whole mouth right in the dip. (laughs) Uh, From now on, when you take a chip, Just take one dip and end it. Well, I'm sorry, Timmy. But I don't dip that way. Oh, you don't, huh? No. You dip the way you want to dip. I'll dip the way I want to dip.
2: Give me the chip! Hey, hey, hey! Give Give me the chip!
0: So while the women are sharing their recipes, men, we will be enjoying chips and dip. Um... And we will, we will uh, embrace that rule of no double dipping <laughs> because it is like, you know, putting your whole face right in the dip. <laughs> um, but also, we're going to uh, just get to know each other a little bit better. Um, Kind of, We want to uh, come together and, and um, interact, get to know a little bit about each other through like sharing your hobbies or things that you, um, maybe some talents that you have. Um, so we just want to engage with each other and, and, and bring some of those, those concepts to that evening. Uh, same night that the women are gathering on Wednesday, February 28th, also middle school and up. And uh, that'll just be a good time for us to, to connect with each other. Chips and dip.
1: Chips and dip. All
0: right. Am I forgetting anything? Nope. All right. (laughs) Then we're done, right? We're done. All right.
1: (laughs) Do you want to pray for the service? Oh, yeah, I can
0: pray. Let's do that. We
1: have a service to do next. (laughs) I don't know if you're leaving, but sorry, Melody.
0: (laughs) Heavenly Father, um, God, we thank you for today. Uh, God, I thank you for the kids um, that are up at camp and just that you've gotten them there safely, and we pray, God, that as they are... Um, interacting with each other and with their leaders this uh, weekend, God, that you would, um, you would just really be revealing yourself, God, that they would uh, come home um, feeling closer to you and that they would have um, engaged more closely with Scripture and um, in, in doing so that they would um, grow closer together as body as well. Father, um, we also uh, just want to lift up uh, Pastor Melody as she comes today. Um, to teach from your word, um, we thank you God as we enter into this season of Lent for just the uh, the, the reminder of um, uh, the the gift that you gave on the cross and as we lead up to that time and, and that celebration of Easter God we 're thankful for um, everything that uh, that you have laid before us, and we ask all of this in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Now, as melody comes up, no, come up, come up. <laughs> It's a special day. You're funny. <laughs> it's her birthday. Right. Yay. Yay.
3: So laugh at all our jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially laugh today, right? That is your gift to me. Stay awake, laugh. You know, interact. Sometimes when I say yeah, 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 so you know, say yeah, yeah, yeah with me. Yeah. Okay. We're on a good. Excellent. Good start. Yes. Um, I uh, have had a really weird weekend so far because my, all my four kids are at camp. And so uh, poor Chris has had to deal with all my emotions around this circle. And he's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know because the kids aren't here. But wait, let's do this. And blah, blah, blah. so anyway, I'm just fine. Are you okay? Are you fine? You're good. Uh, it is also Stephen's birthday today, and um, with a youth group, we did a little something secret, and we sent up cards and funny things for him to wear, and I thought he would be wearing them this morning, so I said, send me a picture of your birthday face, and this is the picture he sent. And he is nor laughing, nor wearing the hat I sent, he just has a cup of coffee and looks really tired. <laughs> so I was like, "Woohoo, party face, that is one of the leaders next to him. Um, But anyway, Jess did promise that she would send it, and if I get it before the end of service, we'll put it up there. But it's so funny, we're so opposite. I'm all about birthdays. Who's all about their birthday? Yeah? And he's so not. And I'm like, okay, enter Melody into your life. You're welcome. So anyway, all right, well, thank you for the birthday wishes. It's been super fun so far. Um, Do we have anyone who likes to go camping here? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Anyone who doesn't? Who does glamping? Yeah, okay, so we're about like even all around. Well, I'd like to tell you the story of when my dearest, darlingest husband and I went camping for the first time. Now, to set up this story, I need to give you a couple pieces of information. We had only been married two months at this point. Look how young we are. Look at those babies! He's like Mr. Cool wearing his necklace, hat turned around, right? So we had only been married two months um, so far and uh, do you remember when Pastor Steven was up here and shared how, you know, they, they just got married in October and when hot chocolate season came around, they realized how differently they made hot chocolate. He makes it with uh, water and just makes it with milk. Well, I, Chris and I did not have an opportunity to, you know, kind of lead up to what this camping experience was, and we had different experiences of camping growing up. We both we both knew we liked camping, so for his birthday in July, I booked this beautiful spot up along northern coastal California. I gathered up the supplies we needed. It was going to be magical. It was going to be wonderful. And to make it even more special, we very much, very much to our surprise, discovered that I was pregnant the day before we went camping. Our first baby, yes, two months in, quick. Um, But, uh, so uh, the ride out, we get everything ready, everything was beautiful. Well, what I didn't realize when I booked this So my bad, I will own it, okay? I will own this part. I will own this part was that on the way to the campsite, I was like, we're going really far up this mountain and farther and farther and farther. And and it was like super, there was like no one around for miles. And when we got there, you know, I had been camping before, but not this far away from everybody else. And I was super uncomfortable. Like, really uncomfortable. Okay? And so...
2: <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on.
3: Why are you even up here?
2: <laughs> I feel like everybody needs to hear the actual facts of the I was going to tell the, the
3: story. <laughs> so, let I me clarify. I was going to tell the story. It was going to be just fine.
2: Let me clarify a couple of quick things here. So, first of all, <laughs> we were not... <laughs> secluded far far away from everybody the nearest campsite was like 50 yards away
3: i couldn't i couldn't even hear or see anybody it was like like just us on the top of this mountain
2: Second of all, let me clarify another fact. So she said, oh, yeah, we've been camping, and I've been camping. This is our conversation before. Like, had... oh,
3: I've been camping.
2: I grew up camping with my family. Oh, okay, great. So, Many you know, times. she planned this whole trip when we get up there. And when she said she was uncomfortable, she wasn't lying. And I found out really quickly why. Because, yes, <laughs> she had been camping in an RV. <laughs> Never before had she slept in a tent.
3: So... I, it was camping. It's the camping I
2: knew. So our expectations of what camping meant were not quite on the same page. So, I would like to share one last fact. <laughs> Pointing out the difference there between our experiences camping. That night, as we're in our tent, you can see oh, the tent here, it's ooh, a little I tent.
3: Don't even tell this story. <laughs> so, it's
2: July, it's the middle of July. And yes, it's up in Northern California along the before, coast.
3: Hold before that part. This is how secluded it was. I'm still stuck on the secluded. We're literally at our table having dinner and like a raccoon passes by us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, a raccoon. And then like a huge fox comes by. And I'm like, Chris, we are going to be eaten alive in this place.
2: So first of all, I don't even remember the raccoon. It was there. Second of all, yes, there was some animal that crossed the, the path like 30 yards out. Many, Probably many like a fox or a small coyote. It was a long. It was tent. running away
3: <laughs> towards no, us. No, we remember this very differently. But no, that's
2: a good point because that sets up what I'm going to talk about. So after her moments of being very uncomfortable with these animal sightings, we're going to bed in the tent. And as I mentioned, it's the middle of July, so it's quite warm. And, you know, for anyone who's been tent camping before, you know that there's, like, two layers on the tent door, right? There's the, the like, I call it, like, the screen door, and then A there's match. the other flap that closes over that. So, I, everything's shut, and, like, I can barely breathe in there because there's no airflow at all. So, I'm unzipping the outer, like, um, cover so to leave the vent open, but it's still closed. And she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? The animals are going to get in.
3: I was newly pregnant, okay? It was the bear was gonna eat me and my unborn child. I guess that's what you wanted.
2: (laughs) So it was just, it was. I think this was probably our first argument as a married couple.
3: Big one. I
2: (laughs) I wanted the vent open so I could breathe, and she wanted it shut because the animals were gonna get in. Because I guess them seeing us through the mesh would make them want to come in. So, needless to say, yes, it was a slightly different experience there, but I will say it was a very lovely trip aside from those couple of details.
3: My birthday dinner better be very good tonight. No chips and dip tonight.
2: <laughs> That's all I wanted Thank to share. Thank you. I just want to make sure everybody had the facts. That's Thank it. Thank
3: you. Thank you. <laughs> It's his story, and he's sticking to it. We have very different recollections of this story. And yes, we had very, I was getting to it. You just had to come and like add all your stuff. But I was going to explain that we had very different experiences camping growing up. And yes, my family, we, they wanted to do it RV camping. There's nothing wrong with that, right? We were roughing it. Um, but the reason I share this story today is because today, you know, we start the series, the Easter series today with this Sunday being Lent Sunday. And um, if you've never heard of this practice before, these are the 40 days that Jesus, they, they, are, they are made to honor and remember the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness in preparation for his ministry. And, you know, I was scared of raccoons and bears, and I know he was Jesus, but, like, what, what was out there with him? You know, what was out there with him? Was, was he scared? Was he afraid? Was he lonely? So we're going to talk about that today. So keep your camping experience in mind, or mine or Chris's if you want to borrow it. But um, we're going to talk about being in the wilderness today. And, and these 40 days that we observe, observe before Easter, are um, they all culminate on the week of Holy Week. So uh, you should have one of these in your hand if you don't have it. Please, uh, who is at the welcome table today? I don't know, I'm sorry. Kelly, where is Kelly? There. Do you have some? Or you can get some if you need some. Um, So if you have some, Kelly will be back in a moment. How about we put them on the back communion table, Kelly? I'm sorry. I failed to mention that before service. Um, So make sure you have one of these in a moment. But um, these 40 days, they really, really are kind of set aside and set apart for a purpose. And we're going to talk about that. And the other thing I really want to encourage you to carve out time in your calendar is that week of Holy Week. We do some really kind of different things here at New Song. And it's not that we need the, you know, everyone to come. We want to participate together in this. Uh, if you've participated in the Maundy Thursday feast, and the Good Friday service, and then in the Saturday of waiting, and it all culminates on the um, Easter morning, please mark those things out in your calendars because they really, really make an impact of what the culmination of these days are. So um, just make sure you do that. So, uh, uh, so we've all had different camping experiences, right? Um, and... With this kind of uh, day with the, the, the Lent kind of thoughts and uh, whatnot, we all have a very different experiences of what Lent looks like to some of us. Yes. Some of us grew up doing it every year. some of us didn't, some of us, whatever, were just a big bag of mixed experiences, right? Growing up, I would hear my friends talk about what they would give up for Lent, and they would say, oh, I'm giving up sugar, I'm giving up chocolate, I'm giving this and that up, um, you know, social media, whatever it may be. And I knew that on a Wednesday in February, they would come to school with ashes on their heads. And so, again, I didn't really grow up with it, so we uh, I learned about it later on. As I got older, I would hear from different people and friends and family that they would give up something that perhaps was like a struggle for them, um, and that they explained, you know, instead of trying to overcome my struggle, I'm going to give my struggle to God and spend time with God. And the focus was giving something up that was used as a distraction from God. So that's what I kind of heard growing up. Anyone heard kind of the same thing? Yeah? So as I grew in my faith, I learned more about these 40 days before Easter. And, you know, as we like to do it here and as maybe you do on your own, I like to look at the teacher of all teachers who is Jesus. So let's look at the 40 days Uh, Of being in the wilderness. So Jesus spent 40 days before he started his ministry. He took 40 days aside. Before he called his disciples, before he did any healing miracles, before he went up against Pharisees, before anything, Jesus went up to the wilderness. And during these 40 days, right, we just talked about, he was completely exposed. He was completely unprotected. He was completely vulnerable to everything around him. He was completely exposed, completely unprotected, completely vulnerable. And during his 40 days, he was completely dependent, dependent on his father, his God. Jesus was focused on God. Jesus was listening to God. Jesus was there to surrender everything to God. And in the Bible, we see many people, right? We've heard the stories maybe. We see many people who are kind of in this place of um, being exposed and protected, being vulnerable. We have Joseph, if you remember, if you've heard this story, who was sold into slavery by his brothers. And after a series of events, he won the favor of the king only to be accused of a crime he was innocent of. And he was, he was in jail. He was probably scared. He was probably scared and unsure of what his future held. Esther, right? Queen Esther. Very popular story in the Bible. She was a young woman who caught the eye of the king and became one of his wives. But all the while, she was hiding her Jewish heritage. And when her people were going to be killed, she decided it was time to expose herself risk her own life completely unprotected and vulnerable and stand in front of the king and plead for the life of not just her people but herself. Can you imagine that fear? Can you? And Moses was probably the most exposed to all these elements, not not only because he was actually in the wilderness for 40 years, but you know he was frustrated, he was disappointed, he was... Confused a lot of the time, and not just for himself, but he led about a million people during this time. He led it, he was responsible for them, and he had moments of doubt, of being weak and feeling vulnerable. He often didn't believe that he was the right guy for the job. So, can you tell me if you can relate to at least one of these characters? Yes? yes. Or you can relate to feeling exposed. Or unprotected or vulnerable or completely dependent on someone else here's what all these stories have in common the focus the focus and surrender was to god the focus was on god and the surrender was on god and that is what lent is about the focus on god and the surrender to god Jesus himself had to completely focus on God, completely rely on his Father. He had to face openness. He had to face the the elements of not just the weather, the terrain, but he had to surrender his thoughts, his fears, his anxieties, all the things. Everything was exposed. Have you been in a place where you felt like your thoughts, your feelings, your heart was completely open to the plans of God. Now, some of us in here may say, well, sure, right? I pray all the time. I pray that my thoughts would be his thoughts and I pray that my plans would be his plans and I pray this and I pray that and I pray that, you know, I would surrender everything to God and I would surrender, you know? But I don't know. I don't know that I always do that, right? I don't know that, you know, there's times where, there may be times where I want to, but it's scary, right? It's scary because we don't, there's some thoughts that sometimes I just, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it because I'm afraid. I'm going to become too emotional. I'm going to become too vulnerable. Uh, there's thoughts sometimes that I have that I just, I, I know I don't have time for this right now, so I'm going to put it in this little box here in my mind and keep moving anyone been in those shoes? Yes, Yes. thank you. So imagine, imagine the feeling of, of just Jesus, what he was just vulnerable, exposed, and what we might feel when we just want to put it in a box and put it away. But in this option, there's no other option but just to face it in the wilderness. So how do we participate? How do we participate? Now, I could suggest we all go to the wilderness for 40 days, right? Who has, who wants to? No, Candace is like, no, no, no. Some of you are, sha- yes, look, go with Chris, okay? <laughs> go with Chris to the wilderness. He's in charge, okay? I'll bring the RV <laughs> and the toilet. Okay, so how, how do we participate in complete focus and complete surrender How do we participate in this, depending also on where we are at with our experience? I don't know what maybe your experience is or what it hasn't been. And like Chris and I, with our camping experience, and what we, you know, thought it was going to be, and what we didn't want to do, what we didn't want to do, mainly I didn't want to do, right, maybe when we look at this, when we think about exposing our hearts and these next 40 days, and complete focus and complete surrender, what we want to do or what we don't want to do might be different. But today, you're here. Yes? So let's talk about what it could look like. So let's go back to that feeling of being in the wilderness. Again, completely exposed, unprotected, vulnerable. It may not be far-fetched to imagine because there's been many times where I have felt this feeling, and we just said you have too. But the first question I want to ask you is, are we there alone? And the answer to that is always no. Our God, our Father, is with us. There is nowhere that you can go that He is not there already. Let me read this to you, Psalm 139. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, read it, you are there. If I ride on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even with Your, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become and, and the light become night around me, even in the darkness, will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day, for darkness is as light to you. So there is nowhere where we can go where God is not already. So, okay, we know that we're not there alone. Let's take another look around, right? You're in the wilderness, in a separate wilderness, okay? I'm in a separate wilderness, and we're there with Jesus and is there anything else? Well, no. In the wilderness, there would not be shopping, right? In the wilderness, there wouldn't be phones to look at. In the wilderness, there might not be our favorite bakery or candy shop. Or In the wilderness, we would have nothing. So guess who is going to be spending a lot of time together? This is the why. When you hear people say they're giving up, Things for Lent this part is often left out you know I hear a lot of times I'm giving up chocolate I'm giving up sugar and of it you know and and when I ask why when I ask why the the question is often met with like well because that's what you do but why tell me why it's supposed to be for a purpose and that purpose is not to show that you are strong to show that you can do it or to look good in your Sunday Easter outfit or to whatever it is, the purpose is not for you to show God how strong you are. The purpose is to show you how strong God is. It is for a purpose. We say this here at New Song. When people say, what is Lent, this is the answer, Lent is not a time for dieting or for denying ourselves some beloved habit as a means of showing God how strong we are. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Lent is an opportunity to follow Jesus into vulnerability and weakness wherein our only source of life support is our Father and His God. It's not about kicking a bad habit or looking good on Easter Sunday because you gave up chocolate and maybe lost a few pounds. Actually, that was mine. That wasn't, that's not what we say. That last one was mine. (laughs) But as I said before, Lent is about focus and surrender. Focus and surrender. So now that we know that it's for a purpose, that Lent is for a purpose, and it's for us to understand how big God is, we're here in the wilderness. What do we do with the opportunity? So I think about myself, right, in the camping. So what was the first thing, right? I was looking around for someone else. Or I was looking around to see, like, where's the nearest ledge, and I shouldn't walk there in the dark. And So I busied myself in this wilderness. I probably drove you crazy. I'm so sorry. Um, but I busied myself. I busied myself, and I think that's what we often do. Right? We often busy ourselves, but if we were completely in the wilderness, what might this look like? With no distractions, nothing to run to, what might focus look like? And I'd like to tell you a story. A few years ago, uh, many of you know my family, we took a trip up the East Coast. Okay? We took up the trip up the East Coast. We, we were in Washington, D.C., New York, Philadelphia, all these places, And we had a big old van, there was like 11 of us total, and um, there were so many fun things that we did and we saw. And during uh, the road trip, my phone was used to DJ the, the van, okay? My phone was used, so my phone was up in front and I was in the back because of course I'm in charge of handing out snacks pretty much the entire time, okay? So I didn't have my phone, right? And I love to read books, but and I had one with me. But I don't know the, the the scenery on the East Coast is so different and so beautiful, right? I was just completely taken, and I'm not one to fall asleep in the car. So if you ever need a road trip partner, I am your girl. But uh, I just I just found myself just focused on what was on the outside of the car, and before long. I found myself having ideas and thoughts and I found myself focused on different things and little things I saw along the road. We saw a little farmhouse and it was simple and sturdy and I wondered about those people and what do they do out here and how do they live and how do they make money and how many kids they have and all that. So I just started thinking. I saw this little church in the middle of nowhere driving fast but I caught a picture of the little church. And I'm like, that is like such a tiny building. How many people are they? What do they do? You know? And so um, the churches that I did catch you know, the name and whatnot, uh, I, I wrote down because I wanted to look up their services and look up you know, what kind of congregation they were. So I thought about these things. And as we drove, I had thoughts, I had inspirations, I had ideas, and, and I had this time, this focused time And sure, we did a lot of fun things on that trip to New York and to, you know, the East Coast, but this was probably one of my favorite memories because I was just completely focused on what I was seeing and taking it all in. So it was focus and I had time to focus. The focus that I had, it brought me a sense of almost fresh air, a renewed vision, and and a type of peace. And right now, hopefully, I mean, I think we can all agree that we are a distracted group of people, yes? We're just a distracted culture, and we've been running to other things to fill our time and to fill our space, whether it's, you know, music or whether it's a show or, you know, whatever it is, even books, right? We can bury ourselves in books and lose our, our, ourselves in that uh, when we went hiking a few weeks ago, um, I had hiked some way with Margentina and, and Lauren. And on the way back, I caught up with my daughter and some of her friends. And and one of the girls was playing music. And I was like, turn off that music. I was such like a cranky, like, you know, I don't want to say old lady, but like older person, right? I was such a cranky older person because I was like, you need some quiet in your life. Like, you need to just turn it off and just hear the creak that's running down, you know? We've been running to other things to fill our time, our space, even the air. We're distracted people. I have this quote here from a a book that's Journey to the Cross. It says, not only is Jesus our goal when we set aside time for him, he is our solution for fighting through all the distractions and temptations that work so hard to keep us away. So part of this lent journey is to discover that we do spend ourselves do spend time distracting ourselves and we don't often focus on Jesus and that is all of us. So I want you to grab your lent booklet here. You have it? They're in the back there. Kelly brought them in if you need it. Now open it up and it says here on the front page, how might I enter into the season of lent? So what's the first point there? It says, with intentionality and action. I'm gonna read you a few words here. It says, this season is for me to reorient my life around the one who gave his life for me and perhaps reactivate my walk with Jesus. A few lines down, it says, this is a time for me to renew my practice and disciplined attention to God and his kingdom. Okay, so... We're here, we have this book in our hands, Intentionality and in Action. The next point, with honesty and humility, I'm going to read you this part. It says, this is a time to be reminded of the fact that I am mortal. I am mortal. And I, there's, there's literally nothing I can do on my part that is going to, or, I've already want it through Jesus. So I am here. I am mortal and I need him. This is a time to be reminded of the fact that I am mortal. So grab a pen that's in front of you. Grab a pen. And I'm going to show you a list of words. I'm going to show you a list of words here. Can you see that far? That's not bad. And I want you to write down a few words Of where you are at maybe just this morning or in life I'm not sure but looking at these words with honesty and humility where are you right now well I'm pretty grateful it's my birthday I'm also kind of sad I feel kind of weepy not just because my kids are out of town but I don't know around my birthday I really miss my mom the woman who birthed me so I feel kind of weepy today which makes me feel kind of confused and perplexed I don't know but then I'm here with a bunch of my friends right so I feel invigorated that's where I would say I'm here today but where are you right now now let's take the next step right so with tensionality and action, with honesty and humility, why are these your words? Why are these your words? Let's say you said "scared." Did you write it because of something with your health? Did you write it because of a bad situation in your life? Let's say you you wrote down the word "isolated" or "alone." From who? from friends, from family, from God? Are you like me today? Are you feeling grateful because you woke up another day? Mm -hmm. Write down specifically the why we pick these words. Remember, the why is what we often leave out. So pick why you pick these words. And the last part of this, the last part of how might I enter into the season of Lent, it says, with deep relief. So we're focused, right? We're focused. We know why. But with deep relief, and this is where the surrender comes into play. It says, I may feel as if I have been holding my breath for a long time, seeking to achieve by sheer effort and performance the transformation that can only come by means of surrender, honesty, and simple, obedient trust in God. Simple, obedient trust in God. What I just said, please feel relief that there is nothing, nothing that you can do in the next 40 days that is based on effort or performance or some sort of religious act, okay? There's nothing that you can do. Jesus wants your focus and he wants your surrender and surrender with deep relief that God is already there. Can you write that down? Can you write surrender because God is already there? There. I'm going to have the band come back up. And here's what I want you to do with surrender in the next days before Easter. I want you to surrender what you think this next season might look like for you. I want you to surrender your ideas of what it might or might not produce for you. I want you to completely set your focus in the wilderness on God. And I want you to focus on God. So I have a little story to tell you here. On Friday, I was able to go see the actor of The Chosen, uh, Jonathan Romney, I believe is how you say his name. He was at an event at APU. And I was really excited to go. You guys know I'm a big fan of the show. And he shared something that was really interesting because they asked, the interviewer asked, "How how do you prepare for this role? And he said, you know, something interesting happened. He said, the more I prepared for this role, the more I studied about Jesus, the more I wanted to learn. The more I wanted to know the more I wanted to investigate. And he said, before you know it, I found myself spending hours and hours and more time and more time and more time. And he actually said, I'm, I'm quite nervous about what it might be like after the show is over because I know I'm going to fill that space with something else. So it was really interesting to know that you know, someone who is... Portraying the life of Jesus, how Jesus is speaking to him. And spend more time with me and focus on me. Spend more time with me and focus on me. And that's what I am going to ask you to do during this time. The hardest part about what this season is is going to be when you walk out of the door, right? You go to lunch, you start your work week, whatever. And it's going to shake us a little bit because it's going to shake our comforts a little bit. Jesus might knock on the door when you're, when you're sh- turning on the TV or you know, picking up your phone. I don't know. It's unknown. But Jesus wants to be known by you. And we can do that by focusing on him and surrendering to him. Now, I'm gonna, we're going to do communion now. I'll have Chris here and Peter and Fuzz in the back. And we're going to turn the lights really low, really low. And I'm really, really, really going to ask you just to be quiet during this time. I know we say it, and sometimes you say hello to a neighbor. You smile or something, whatever. Whatever. But I'm really going to ask you to be quiet during this time. Because I want your focus to be on Jesus. And I want you to come to the table. And when we take the the cup and the bread and and we say, Lord, thank you for for giving us this way to connect with you. Thank you for giving us access to you. I truly would love it if you could just picture yourself in that wilderness and you could picture yourself not alone and whatever your struggle is, whatever your worry is whatever your anxiety is you could leave it there at the feet of Jesus and you could say my focus is on you, my surrender is to you God So I'm going to invite you to come in your own time, but let's just keep it real quiet as the band plays and hold your stuff till we take it together. The first verse we have listed here on week one in your booklet. It says, come all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. The Lord's invitation is always there for us. And this is what he did to give us that personal connection to him. That full access that I am always there with you in the wilderness. Let's focus on that. Let's take the breath. It said here why spend money? Why spend your labor? Why do anything? It does not satisfy. Give ear to me. Come and listen so that you may live. We're we're in that wilderness. Again, picture yourself there. There's nowhere you can go that God isn't already there. He is there with us. Let us surrender to that thought today. We are not alone. God is with us. Let's take the cup. ask and I pray this morning God that our focus and our surrender would be on you, to you Lord we all have different experiences here just like camping Lord we all have different experiences in our walk, in our faith, in our where we're at, where we're not at Lord Lord I pray that as we close out the day those moments where we struggle in those moments of happy things Lord that our focus and our surrender would be to you God God would this time before Easter just be a time where I don't know Lord you would speak to us in different ways we would see you in different ways we would hear you in different ways would receive you in different ways Lord that we we would know that it is not about how strong we are and what we can and cannot do all you ask is for our focus and our surrender God as we lay our fears our worries our anxieties our joys our love our happiness everything at your feet Lord Lord you have given us all things Lord we just celebrate celebrate the fact that our surrender is to you God and that you know what you're doing you're in charge and that you are already there Lord and we would focus on that in Jesus name I pray Amen let's sing this last song that says Come to the altar, and I'm going to invite you, you know, sometimes people like to kneel, sometimes people like to stand and raise their hands, or some like to sit. I like to sing really loud. Let's sing this song, just completely free of anything around us. Don't care about the person sitting next to you, don't listen to me singing in that corner what these words are and let's say, Lord, I surrender to you.